Hello and welcome everyone, all my listeners out there, all of your beautiful faces on this wonderful hump day, aka Wednesday. If you don't know, now you know. On the other hand, I would like to say I was a little disappointed with uh, at least what seemed to be the beyond belief, but um, unfortunately he gets knocked for a single homer or a home run. And now it's 5-4, and unfortunately that's the end score for that game. So, like I said at the very beginning, it's been rough, and it's only been two official days for the A's to open this season anyway. So we'll go through a little bit of the other uh, divisions and so far their record and... uh, see who I like and see who I don't like after two games or one game, depending on uh, who you're playing. So first off, we'll start off in the National League West, home of the reigning National League champs, the New York Mets. Congratulations, by the way. Washington is up top, however, 1-0. and New York Mets, like I said, were playing the Royals. They split the series 1-1. Atlanta is starting out 0-1. you got to feel for them at some point here. They did. They had such a great dynasty built in the 90s, and all of a sudden it just kind of trailed off. Granted, I know that was nearly 30 years ago. However, it's still... You, you think a, a team that has that stability and the ability to build that kind of a dynasty would at least stay somewhat on top anyway. Miami, I think they are going to surprise some people in this division and maybe even surprise themselves with, uh, I'd say they'd probably finish second but behind the Mets. Washington, I think, is still a pretender. Then Philadelphia rounding out the bottom, 0-1. I don't see this year for Philly being 
well or good at all in any perspective. Anyway, National League Central, the upstart Chicago Cubs of last year are in this division. I really like what I'm seeing from them so far against the Angels, who, as the prognosticator said, were going to be one of the contenders this year, which I strongly disbelieve, but that's a different story. They have gone 2-0, and and they have tagged the Angels for multiple runs each game. Pittsburgh right behind them, 2-0. and Cincinnati, 1-0. and Milwaukee, 1-2. and St. Louis, 0-2. Out of this, yet again, I like the Chicago Cubs. I really think they're going to um, perform way above average. They're gonna, they're going to continue on from last year. I think last year was a surprise, but they knew it was coming. If that makes sense, that they knew they were, they were going to be good, but they didn't realize it was going to be that quickly. Moving on to the National League West, the LA Dodgers, who are looking strong yet again with Kershaw on the mound, two and zero leading the division right in front of the San Francisco Giants 2-1, and one, who played the kind of crappy Brewers to start, so that's unfair. Arizona, yet again, another team that I like. They're pitching, their arms are looking like they're going to be a contender, at least in this division. 1-1, one and one. Colorado, 1-1, one and one. San Diego facing the Giants are a measly 0-2 with no runs scored. I, I think they're not going to do hot at all, the, the Padres, that is. American League East, we'll change gears here. Baltimore, top 1-0. Boston, 1-0. Tampa Bay, 2-2. Two two against a controversial game against the, actually, the Toronto Blue Jays last night where the Chase Utley rule, uh, essentially, to boil it down to lamest terms, is you have to slide without trying to hurt the second baseman. Um, it was ruled, there was actually a coach's challenge, which was extremely interesting on top of all of that, but it was ruled that it was um, a double play rather than uh, a possibly two-run scoring play. So Tampa Bay actually won that game. Uh, I think it was 4-2. to two. But anyway, Tampa Bay 2-2, two and two, Toronto 2-2, two and, two, and the Yankees are somehow starting out 0-1, which I am A-OK -okay with. American League Central, Chicago White Sox 2-0 against my A's, unfortunately. Detroit 1-0, Kansas City 1-1, Cleveland 0-1, Minnesota 0-1. Out of this division, I, I still like the Royals. I think they've kept enough people from last year, and they've signed enough new faces and new arms that I think they're going to be a, a contender out there in the Central. Sliding over to the West, the Houston Astros are atop 1-0 against the Yankees. Congratulations, Casimir, the former athletic, to getting his first win and his first win for his team. Seattle behind them, 2-1. Texas, 1-2. The Angels, 0-2. And, and Oakland, 0-2. Like I said, we are still in extremely early days. We have got 160 or 161 games, depending on who your team is left so even if you are at the bottom of your division there is still plenty plenty of time so with that being said we're going to do a quick little plug and slide into some music to start it off 2016 cherry blossom festival this saturday at japantown in san francisco specifically post street at buchanan street 
So to give you a quick little rundown here, the Northern California Cherry Blossom Festival, said to be the second largest festival outside of Washington, D.C., celebrates the blooming of cherry blossoms at one of three remaining Japantowns in the U.S. Uh, April 9th and 10th, actually this weekend, it starts 10 a.m. and it ends at 5 p.m. There's going to be food booths, there's going to be obviously some beautiful landscape, there's going to be a boatload of people as well, and some cool uh, like dances and demonstrations and such. So check it out. Uh, hopefully I will have some time to check it out myself. If not, someone will tell me all about it. Alright, with that being said, here is Skrillex and Diplo with Mind featuring Kai. It's quite a mouthful, but here we go.
So that song right there was Jay Alvarez and Alexis Wren with Summer. So after that, we are going to change gears into some hockey, into some playoff hockey. Hello, welcome, and thank you, because this is the time of year that I live for. This is, the, this is about to be one of the best sports playoffs, I believe, that there is out in, I'd say in the world. You can prove me wrong, you can tell me wrong, you can say whatever you want, but that's, uh, that's my own opinion. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to check in the Western Conference, and finally, the Western, at least the Western side of things, has everything sewed up that pretty much right now is just positioning between a couple of teams, but for the most part, this is going to be what the playoffs are... Uh, are going to be looking like. So up top, Dallas with 105 points. I Again, I don't know how I feel about them. They've been streaky this year in, in both the good way and the bad way. So it'll be interesting to see what they can pull off. St. Louis right behind them, actually tied in points. Chicago with 101. Anaheim with 99. Tied with the Kings. And San Jose Sharks with 96 points. Nashville with 94, and Minnesota rounding it out with 87. So with that, the possible mat matchups or the possible changes, I'd say, first off, Dallas and St. Louis might change their position. Anaheim and Los Angeles might change their position, which truly wouldn't mean much because they'd be playing each other. It'd be the highway series or the freeway series, as it's called. Anyway, so first off, Dallas, number one, versus Minnesota, number eight. I honestly think if any team could pull off the upset, I see Minnesota doing it. They've proved a lot of people wrong this year. They started out a little a little not as hot as they could be. They're holding on to that last spot. Now they finally got it secured, so they don't need to worry about winning to get in. I still would give Minnesota at least two games against Dallas. Not saying that they're going to win them, but they have a chance. But my money would be on Dallas. Probably win 4-2 the series. St. Louis playing Nashville. I honestly hadn't gotten a read on Nashville through the whole year. Obviously, they've been playing okay, but there hasn't been any breakout stars or anyone that's gotten on the highlight reel, at least in my scope. So, not entirely sure. I honestly think Nashville could beat St. Louis. They're another team like Dallas, streaky in both both ways, the good one and the bad one. Anyway, moving on, Chicago versus San Jose. That is going to be a great game, a fantastic series for that matter. I think San Jose pulls away with it because they are road warriors. They're 28-10-3 away from the Shark Tank. Talk about road warriors. Holy moly. And then we come to the freeway series, as I was speaking about. Anaheim versus Los Angeles. This will be a good series. This is a, that black and blue series I've been talking about for quite some time. They both like to check the bejesus out of each other. So either way, if it's if it starts in L.A. or if it starts in Anaheim, it's basically the same thing to me. But... Some people would say otherwise. Um, I, I think 
Anaheim's going to pull away with it. They might be a slight underdog, but I'm going to be taking Anaheim on that. So with that, we are going to slide into the Eastern Conference, where stuff is still wacky, wild, and crazy because not everyone has clinched a playoff spot. So there still are teams playing to get into the big dance. So up top, as always, as before, Washington Capitals, they've won the President's Trophy. They're basically hit coast until the playoffs because they technically lost against the Islanders last night, which was beautiful. So they have 117 points. Pittsburgh right behind them with 102 points. Florida with 101 points, who actually just won the Atlantic Division from last night's win for them and loss for the Lightning, which I'll get into in a second here. The New York Rangers in fourth with 99 points. The Islanders right behind them with 97 points. Tampa Bay with 95. And here's where it gets funky. It's sitting in the eighth speed, eighth spot right now is Philadelphia with 91 points. Detroit has exactly 91 points as well. Boston has 91 points as well. The thing is, Philadelphia has the most remaining games out of those three, so they have the, the biggest potential to kind of create some room, some space, and points in between them and the other two teams. However, all of these teams are going to be playing each other actually coming up here shortly. Detroit is playing is playing Philadelphia tonight actually and then Boston tomorrow is playing Detroit. So they're all playing each other basically for the for the last couple of games for, of the year. So it's going to be a nail biter folks. So coming to my possible matchups of the uh, the Eastern Conference since the eighth seed isn't completely found out yet. Number one, obviously, will be and will stay Washington. Against Philadelphia, I I would say well, Capitals win the series, but it's a close one, 4-3 to three Capitals. Against Detroit, Capitals-Detroit, I, I honestly could see it going either way. Detroit has been hot for the last couple of games. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10 compared to the Bruins 2-7. and seven. If I think the Bruins get in, I think the Capitals blow them out. But the Capitals come out with a lot of bruised and possibly hurt players. Anyway, Pittsburgh next series versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to give it a slight edge to Pittsburgh. 4-3, they win the series. Florida, or hold on, wait a second. My math is slightly off here. So Detroit is in 8th eighth, eighth place at the moment. Philadelphia is in 7th. So it would be Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, I would give the slight edge, actually, now that I see the different team, the slight edge to Philadelphia. Then we have Florida versus Tampa Bay, the Battle of Florida. I would give the slight edge to Tampa Bay. Florida's got a good first line, but they have zero depth. Then we have the Rangers and Islanders. Unfortunately, with the recent injuries of Ryan McDonough, our defensive captain, and as of last night, unfortunately, Dan Girardi has gone down indefinitely. He pretty much got boarded by a former Ranger, Dan or Dan Boyle. Yeah, no, Brian Boyle, excuse me. Dan Boyle is current. Um, 
and basically I think he has a massive concussion, maybe something broken. There hasn't been any official announcement on him. Anyway, with the home ice advantage going to the Rangers, I give the edge to the Rangers, and I'm sorry, that's not me being homer, but they are home they're a home team, twenty six and nine and four, and away they're nineteen, seventeen and five. Whereas the Islanders, this is gonna be a really good matchup if it happens, the Islanders are twenty five, ten and four home and nineteen, sixteen and five away. However, there's a possibility of Tampa Bay hopping over them and getting into that fifth spot and sliding the Islanders down to sixth. So, like I said, we are far from over in the regular season here. The Eastern Conference has no idea what's going on. But um, be sure to watch. There are plenty of games for the, the next couple of days. And then the playoffs begin, and then it's a whole different ball game. We have no idea what's going to go on. Anyway, sliding into the quick little plug here. This weekend, there is a jack-of-all-trades, as they're calling it, Indie Craft and Antique Market at Jack London Square. It's Broadway and Embarcadero in Oakland. It is all day, and it is free to go. It looks like it is way too cool. It says it's 11 to 5. It's Jack London Square. And, yeah, so go check it out. I will try to see. I'm trying to decide between the cherry blossoms or this. It says free entry, DIY workshops, as well as live music. So there's going to be some cool stuff out there. I can already sense that. So check it out if you have the time. And possibly I will see you there. Judgment, 
said popcorn And if I bought this with clapcorn He told me I told mama to roll like I'm not like this thing from a python I said go still When my life goes on And I am the chosen Regular me up the up my Red shoes and clothes on So me take the road on Two toes So that was Pop Pop Can, P O P C A A N, not just Pop Can, but Pop Con. Where we come from? It's actually a cool um, producer or musician coming out of. I think it was Jamaica. I was watching this uh, recent documentary or Vice video on basically what it means to be Jamaican and in the music scene, and learned a bunch about the the dance hall scene down there and. The musician so check him out and he actually has some pretty cool stuff to offer and if you can try to check out that vice video because it, it was pretty in-depth and some of the stuff that they were saying I can't exactly repeat anyway so we're going to change gears yet again we have some football news I know it's off-season and this is pretty much the the dog days of being bored or twiddling your thumbs or you're tired of hearing the Broncos won it and Peyton Manning's the best of all time, which I don't think he is. I can tell you later or off-air who I think is. Anyway, so the draft is coming up. That's the, the, big, the big event that the offseason actually is okay for beyond getting back into the regular season. We have 22 days, they've got this counter going on, 22 days, 1 hour, and 20 minutes until the draft begins. So if your team was crappy last year, or if your team won it all last year, you still look to the draft to fill holes that either people retire, or players retired, uh, got traded, um, or possibly just move teams being a free agent. So, with that being said, the biggest name coming from the draft or coming from this uh, new class 
is Paxton Lynch. He's a quarterback coming out of Memphis. And uh, as I've been reading up on him, he seems to be the uh, the next quarterback that a couple of teams should look at, but they might not be looking at. Specifically, I think the NFC East division rival here, the, the Dallas Cowboys, need to give up on the Tony Romo project because we have seen it. It has lost its will to live. It's somehow broken more than it is healthy, and he just seems to not get it done year in and year out. Even with a, uh, a upper echelon wide receiver, I'm speaking of Des Bryant, who definitely most of the time needs an attitude adjustment, but that's a different, completely different story. So, who do I think Paxton Lynch goes to? is the question you're more than likely asking yourself. So looking at the draft round board here, round one, first off we have the Titans. They have Marcus Mariota. They've got him sewn up. They, he's the franchise quarterback for them. The Browns, this is where we get a little interesting. They just gave up on the Johnny Manziel experiment, which was very smart of them. Hugh Jackson is their new head coach who seems to be a quarterback whisperer, so he may be able to resurrect his career, or, um, excuse me, RG3's career. But they are looking at, actually, another quarterback, Carson Wentz, coming out of North Dakota State, which I could see uh, sitting him on the bench, letting him learn the, um, learn the ins and outs of this, I guess, the office, and as well as the, uh, the coaches, the head coach, the offensive coach and such, but uh, we'll see. The San Diego Chargers, I could also see picking him up. Phillip Rivers is not going to be young forever, and if you can get a quarterback now, sit him on the bench a la Rodgers and Favre-esque. You see how Rivers co or takes the team and puts it on his back, or see how he plays under this... Um, this regime, I think that would be very smart because the biggest problem, in my opinion, with the modern NFL is these quarterbacks get put into um, the teams or playing games that uh, they don't know what to do. They get put in way too early and way too often as well. They come out either hurt or they look bewildered or they end up stinking up a season and either get released, a la Browns, or they don't get a chance with that team, get traded, and then just kind of go off for that other team. Anyway, so I think the Chargers have a chance. I also think, like I had mentioned, the Cowboys have a chance of getting him, but I don't see uh, Mr. Jerry Jones getting him. He's not that value pick that he's looking for. The Eagles, possibly, possibly. The the 49ers, <laughs> the uh, Sacker pick, a.k.a. Kaepernick saga, continues that they were going to trade him to the Denver Broncos. However, the lack of a deal, or the lack of the 49ers wanting to pay Kaepernick the bonus kind of caused the deal to fall through. So now he is officially a 49er until later notice, which is hilarious in my opinion. So they're still looking for somebody that's better than, uh, uh, I forgot his name, the old Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback who also sucks eggs. 
the the Buccaneers. These are all the top ten draft picks here. They have their uh, their quarterback in um, Winston. Uh, I forgot his last name. Then we have the Giants, which I think we're still pulling the train or riding the train of Eli until the wheels fall off or until he hangs up his hat. I think, um, as the the prognosticators say, we're either looking offensive tackle or defensive end. We definitely need all the defensive help we need because in this NFC East division, we have kind of realized, at least from last year, that everyone has regressed a lot, uh, as in the teams. No one is a cut above the rest. Everyone has an okay quarterback, or at least as of last year, and sometimes they um, let everything in defense. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. The Bears, I don't see. Uh, now we're moving into the, the top 20 picks. The Bears, not so much. The Saints, they're still riding, um, what's his name, Drew Brees down there. The Dolphins, possibly. The Raiders, they've got Carr. The Rams, this is where it gets interesting. I think they should be looking at um, Paxton. However, they're also looking at Jared Goff coming out of uh, UC Cal, Cal Berkeley, that is, which I think would be an awesome fit. I don't know if he's a California kid or Goff, that is, but I think that would be a good fit. Granted, we all know how uh, the Todd Marinovich experiment went for the Raiders back in the day, but that was a completely oddball circumstance and story behind that. So anyway, like I said, the draft is in, what is it, three weeks and a day. So start getting excited. If you're not, trust me, I, I know where you're at because it's kind of, it's a, oh, okay, we've got these new players and now we've got to wait maybe possibly a couple of months or a couple of years until they actually start playing. But it's always fun to kind of get back into the swing of things and show your team pride and all of that. So with that, one more plug here, some music, and then some finishing thoughts. So tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier, the A's are playing the White Sox. The first pitch is 12.35. It's a really weird time for anyone besides uh, a student or a kid or someone without a job could go to, but you should check it out or listen to it on the radio or watch it on a computer or somehow, some way. Possibly you'll see me. I'll be out way out in the bleachers checking it out. So check that out, watch it, and uh, I will let you know how it goes next week. So here's some more pop can. Get the minimum, so I got the entry. 
So, as I said, that was Popcon with Hold On. It's actually a really good song, as well as a really cool, or a really well-built song, I feel. Anyway, so now with the winding down minutes of my show, or at least today's show, I would like to, yet again, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your animals, tell your dogs, tell your cats. Tell your birds, tell someone to listen, check it out. I'd like to get some more feedback, let me know. And uh, with that, we've got two uh, quick quick things I want to go over. Maybe not quick. I'm going to step on to the uh, soapbox, so forewarning. So Monday night, Chris Bassett goes out to pitch since Sonny Gray is scratched. And uh, he pitches well for about four innings. And next thing you know, we're down 4-0. And as I was reading through the comments and such, they, uh, or the fans or someone had said that he actually got booed off of the mound as he was walking back to the dugout. 
I think that's pretty much a classless move because, you know, everyone's human. Everyone's going to have one of those not your uh, best days. And you know what? It's day one. It's not like just because he lost, we're out of the World Series or we just lost the World Series because of him. And even at that point, you have to feel for the guy because we've all been there. We've all done something or been in a circumstance where, you know, looking back or even possibly you're in it right now and you're saying, I really shouldn't have done that or I really shouldn't have said that or whatever it might have been. And you don't need someone else to pile on something extra to just say, yeah, you're extra right because you did something or you did this or that. It's just like you have to ease off on him. I, I feel like they're out there playing their hearts out, and they're obviously uh, giving 110%, you know. And uh, I think you just need to relax as a fan. I know it's difficult. I was I was one of those fans back in the day, which was almost almost impossible to watch a game with uh, unless you could deal with my yelling and screaming at the TV screen. But I would like to um, actually pride myself on calming myself back down and enjoying the game just for the game's sake. I mean, there's only a few people out there or a few select professional players in any of these sports that get the chance to play and you have to support these guys because they've worked their whole life to do something that more than likely most of us are either jealous of or want ourselves. So with that, just try to support your team. Try to support these players because at least I'd like to think that they're out there giving 110%. So moving along to this week's quote Sometimes you need to step outside, get some fresh air, and remind yourself of who you are and who you want to be. I really like this quote because, especially with uh, graduation right around the corner for, our, for my fellow seniors and myself, it's just you need to remember who you are before you can figure out who you want to be. And I think that's a huge part of the whole uh, the college experience that you figure out who you are, obviously, A, and B, you figure out who you want to be. Either it be through your parents, your mentors, your teachers, your friends, and sometimes, actually more often than not, you figure out who you don't want to be. So it works both ways. So, like I said, winding down here in the last few minutes, I'm going to do one quick song and I will uh, say goodbye. And then hopefully you will be back next week because you enjoyed what you heard today. Alrighty, here is Hyman Shu, Hyman Shu, or Heems, with Coca-Cola Freestyle. Germo G is the polo rugby. My style real mean with the one that he won. 
to the last couple of minutes here thank you yet again for all of you that are listening or are going to listen since you are on either the podcast or you can listen on tunein.com so like I had said at the top of the hour you're listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 on your dial or you're on TuneIn or you're possibly listening to my podcast With that, thank you yet again. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you next week. Thank you.